Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. Hey, hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And as always, if this is your first time joining us, we scour the internet and find lesser known facts about icons in the world of music. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and today I've got with me a very special colleague, friend, and new addition to the Pop Muse squad, Yushan. How are you doing? Hey, everyone. How's it going? This is Yushan, and I'm really glad to be joining this program. All right. I've been a longtime fan since the beginning. So, yes, yeah. you have, and it is awesome that you are finally joining me on the show. Yay! And before we get this thing cracking, okay, I have a quick question that I want to ask you, okay? Oh, she's already giving me a glare. All right, huh. so my question is, what makes songs but never sings? Wait, is that is that is that an object? This is actually a riddle. So yeah, what makes songs but never sings? Um, make yeah. songs but never sing. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what am I guessing? Is is it a word? Is it a, an object or is it a type of job? It's I, anything that you think it might be. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about like music producers. Or, <laughs> Yeah, record owners, you know. Okay, that's a fair enough yes. Okay, sounds the sounds like it's wrong. Is, what makes songs but never sings? Notes. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I should have got that one. <laughs> I grew up looking at notes on the paper because I used to play the violin like yeah. a lot. Yeah, there's but... no excuse. You should have got that one right. Huh. Wonderful way to start the program, but first... Is it? Okay. It is. It's wonderful. I love it. Okay. Already getting things wrong. So, Yushan, who do you have for us today? Yeah, I've actually got someone that's really special that I'd like to share a little today. All right, all right. So, he is like, he, he's got this huge fan base in China. A lot of Chinese people listen or have listened to his music, obviously. Okay. And when I was little, I remember that there's a few tracks of his that I used to play on my mom's MP3 player, like, all the time, all but right. yeah, he's got this so interesting style that um, that can you know uh, echo with a lot of young people. I think back in the early 2000s. Okay. Yeah. So also at the same time, I love this person especially because of his way of talking and also his unique personality that's so funny and attractive to me. So yeah, I can't wait to share a little bit about him with y'all. All right. That's what's up. So I guess the million dollar question is: Do I know who this person? is right <laughs> well i'm not so sure on that since he is very <laughs> chinese based but yeah please do take a guess yeah yeah all right all right well today i got somebody that's actually quite famous very popular you definitely know who she is she's a huge icon in the world of uh, pop music okay and i personally love her music her voice her style and she's um very easy on the eyes, if I can put it that way. Oh, wow. Okay, that's for <laughs> so, the first time. Very, very special artist, and I'm excited to introduce who she is. And I'm pretty sure to all the listeners out there, you guys definitely know who this person is as well. But before we get started, guys, just want to drop my disclaimer here. All of our sources are internet-based, so they're not impervious to errors. So if you hear any facts or anything that is not up to date, please reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to hear from you and hopefully update it on to the next edition of this show. So 
with no further ado, let's get started. Yep. All right, let's go with fact number one. And this is according to biography.com. This artist's name is a tribute to her mother's maiden name. All right. And her mother was a costume designer and hairstylist who owns a salon. Mm -hmm. And her father has been a full-time record manager since 1995, managing this artist's many musical ventures. So her manager was pretty much her dad. So that could be kind of a, a wonderful experience, but... According to history, yeah, yeah, it could be pretty tumultuous uh, depending on who your dad is. But I think if you're going to have a successful career, you kind of need to have a parent that's going to kick you in the rump and make sure that you're Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on time and that you're working hard. But I mean, the drawing that line, I guess, is a bit difficult, right? Yeah, I think as a kid, it's probably fine to have your parents, you know, kind of run the business for you. But Mm. I don't know, like as an adult, <laughs> I mean, to me, that just sounds a bit hard to cope with because, well, I personally, I cannot imagine like working at any place that's owned by my dad, you know, having that pair of eyes <laughs> staring behind me all the time. I just, yeah. that, that would be a nightmare for me. I mean, but for this artist, I think it sounds like the dad is doing all the heavy lifting, right? Well, I'm not sure. I mean, I think that uh, at least just from this fact here, I mean, the mother seems like she could compliment her career because she's a hairstylist, right? And Oh, so wow. Okay. Yeah, now I get yeah. it. So I think it would work that way. She would mm-hmm. make sure that her daughter looks good and then the dad will make sure that she performs. So I think this is probably a perfect lineup for managing a star or an upcoming star. Uh, we're going to yeah. move on a little bit more. She mm-hmm. sang in a choir in her hometown mm-hmm. of Houston, Texas. Another slight hint for the fans out there. Okay. And uh, she signed up to dance at the age of seven and that's where her singing ability was uh, discovered. Hey, so she signed up for dancing where her singing ability was discovered. Yeah, yeah. Same time. Oh, that makes sense because, well, I could definitely imagine someone singing with a bunch of other people mm-hmm. and getting, you know, kind of unnoticed because of that. Because I've been, well, singing in the choir for a while myself. You have, have you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, She won her first talent show. Actually, it must have been a really busy year because she won her first talent show at the age of seven, which is remarkable because I guess there were a lot of contestants that were twice her age, but she was able to, you know, hold hold her own and perform really well. And she won 35 consecutive competitions after that in a row. Wow. So she had a very, very busy, eventful childhood. Mm, Sounds like it. Yeah, yeah. And competing for um, the... These, uh, you know, at least in the world of music, uh, she named Michael Jackson, of course, as her major musical influence at the age of five mm. when she attended her first ever concert where Michael Jackson performed. And after attending, she said that she realized her life's purpose. I think that is. I mean, I kind of envy this person, actually. Yeah, I mean, at the age of five? Yeah. You already had everything planned out? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know what I want to do. I saw what it is that I would like to be doing when I get older. Mm-hmm. This is why I was born. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, Michael, I, I remember when I was a kid watching him uh, perform, not in person, of course, but yeah. on the TV screen. <laughs> He, he was magical, so I could definitely see his appeal in uh, in this artist, for sure. For me, that's got to be Mariah Carey, because I uh, remember, you know, as a kid, listening to her singing, you know, f- several of my favorite songs, including Hero. Oh, yeah, that's one of my like, personal favorites. Yeah, and, you know, 
I got to work at the ticket booth for one of her concerts in Beijing you once. You did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there's your stage presence. That's that's、mm-hmm. the inspiration right there for you, huh? Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm jealous. All right. So let's move on to fact number two, and this is according to Insider Magazine. This artist formed a girl band called Girls Time, <laughs> <laughs> and this this was about four girls, and this is including Kelly Rowland. Okay, I I have definitely heard of the name Kelly Rowland before. Okay, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah she was kind of a big name for a while, especially、uh-huh, the, uh-huh. I think in the 2000s timeframe. Yeah, definitely.、Uh, the band performed at Star Search, which was a really big、uh, singing competition back in the day.、Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you have these America's Got Talent and The Voice and all this, but at one time, it was all about Star Search. But unfortunately, they lost this competition, and that's kind of interesting. I, that must have been a really big blow for this artist because, as we talked about earlier, she won so many others, right? Yeah. Consecutively, I think what was it, thirty-five, which is incredible. Yeah. So now she's in a band, and they failed for the first time. Yeah, Seems like the, the like... others—they're dragging her down. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure she probably couldn't say that out loud. She just nope, has to. Nope,、like, I'm saying it for her. Swallow that. <laughs> But yeah, moving on here. Her first, and this is according to the magazine, her first love was a guy named Lyndall Locke.、Mm-hmm. Right, the couple met. That sounds Scottish, you know. Does it really? Yeah, because Locke in the Scottish language or the Scottish way of speaking English means lake.、Oh, okay. I've been to、uh, Loch Ness, like Lake Ness. Well, that sounds a lot like Loch Ness, like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, the one that has the monster. Yeah, of course. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. I had no idea that came from Scotland. Well, maybe you learn something new every day, especially on Pop Muse, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess this couple met at church. In 1993, and they dated for about a decade. When she was only, I guess they started their romance when she was only 12 years old. They dated wow, all through, really young, right?、Mm-hmm. Don't judge, don't judge. All right, I'm not I, I got started. Early, I got started really young too. All right,、okay. they dated all through high school and even went to prom together. The reason I'm bringing this guy up because he comes back later in a song, a very famous song that she sang.、Hmm. All right, her parents went broke reportedly supporting her career.、And、all of a that's, sudden, that's they're interesting. broke. <laughs> all of a sudden. Well, I guess throughout the course of her development, back in you know, because I mean, she did all of these competitions, right? We talked、yeah. about all of these, and I'm sure that cost right. money. Right, right, right.、Okay. And、uh, she's worth a quarter of a billion dollars now. But growing up, again, the costs of making their daughter into a superstar, I'm sure, wasn't cheap. And in 1995, her father resigned from his job and left his career to devote himself to, I guess, preparing his daughter to be a full-time、uh, musician. Wow. And this decision reduced their income by、uh, some some sources say by half. And so they were eventually forced to move into separate apartments for. Period of time, so big decision. That's I don't know what to call that, but I think most fathers would not quit their jobs and pour everything they have into. They're、um, supporting their daughter's career. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, music is a wonderful thing if you strike it, if you hit it, if you're you know recognized and something happens and you become a success. But there's just a, there's a high fail rate too that not a lot of people are talking about. Yeah,、so. and I think there's a lot of uncertainties because、right. I can guess like back then when that took place, she was probably. 
probably relatively young yeah, yeah, back then. So, in her teens. so yeah, and you can never like foresee if this young lady would still want this path for her future. Mm, so, yeah, there's like, always that too. And now you're just deciding her fate for her yeah. by putting everything you have, all <laughs> the gamble. money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And that's interesting because yeah, you you are right. A lot of kids when they reach a certain age, you know, they do have this rebellious streak and it's just like I've been doing everything that you've been telling me to do mm-hmm. my whole life and I want to do me mm-hmm. and that's normally the, around the time I think this yeah. was 1995 so I think she was a teenager so during this time frame all right yeah yeah so all it's right. like a time frame where it's like certainly a lot of kids are in that rebellious phase so yeah really in tough time but ultimately as we all know it paid off mm. we're gonna move on now to fact number three and this is according to fact site the name of this artist group when they grew out of girls time okay it changed into another name and this is the name that we all know in the u.s and it's a very big name and it comes from a passage in the book of isaiah the first of the latter prophets in the hebrew bible so yeah i can't give too much more information on that (laughs) because if i give this name of this group it's a dead giveaway so we're gonna move on with that but I think this next clue may just give it away anyway, because the song that I'm going to, the title that I'm going to give is a big single from this group. And the song was called Say My Name, and it was a single in 1999, and it was inspired. And I never really understood at that time when I was singing the song, and I was like, okay, but I didn't really understand the meaning of it until years later. And it was inspired by the true life relationship experience with um, this singer and her cheating ex-boyfriend, that guy that I mentioned earlier, oh, Linda the... Locke. Okay. Not Scottish, okay? I saw his picture. He's definitely not Scottish. Okay. <laughs> so cheating ex-boyfriend, that's what happened. Yeah, and the song was like, say my name, say my name. When no one is around you, say baby, I love you. Something like that. So it's like, mm. say my name. And I guess this person would avoid saying any words of um, affection while he's talking to her on the phone. And that's kind of a way to, maybe he's around someone else that he doesn't Ew. want to, uh, them to know, whatever. So that was kind of the uh, the premise of this song. Okay. And uh, it, it got a lot of the huge commercial. It became a huge commercial success and was ranked like number 17 on VH1's yeah, list. I'm pretty sure I've seen the title of this song in many places or probably I, I have heard it on radio. But yeah. I think I'm getting exactly who sang it. All right. All right. It's, all a, right. it's a little bit before my time. Yeah, okay. I would say so. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was a heartbreak song, but it was a, there was a lot of beat to it, and it was something that you weren't sad. It was like a really um, something that you can enjoy or maybe even dance a little bit. Yeah, too. So I, it's I kind think, of interesting. I think a lot of um, set songs, or you know, those that depicts a sad love story breaking up, heartbroken, yeah. are all like kind of in that theme when it comes to pop music because like the singer, the musicians, they don't want to make themselves look so sad mm. in you know the majority of their songs and instead they make light 
beats and yeah. like quick rhythm that pe- people can still sing and dance to while you know telling the sad story. Yeah, and I also think it has a lot to do with uh, whatever record label you're with. I mean, let's face it, slow, sad songs where you want to pull over when you're driving yeah. your car and cry. These songs don't really <laughs> do that well on the radio. Not good right? for a commercial. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. So there probably needs to okay, let's revamp this thing. Let's mm-hmm. add some beat to it. Let's mm-hmm. make it to where it's a, you know more of a catch keep the sad sentiment but this just put some bounce on it so yeah that song was was perfect for that really cool track let's move on a little bit more about this fact this artist and there's another huge huge clue i think this might even be a dead giveaway more so than the one that i just gave but anyway the word bootylicious was added to (laughs) stop laughing was added to the oxford english dictionary due to her same name song becoming a huge phenomenon man so this song i guess because of this artist she made this song and the title it was this was the name of the song and it became so many people started using it and i find that to be so interesting with the oxford dictionary yeah the oxford dictionary they're they're adding literally everything <laughs> in there nowadays aren't they yeah and you would think that oh. since it's oxford it, it must be english has been around for a long time or at least you know less colloquial and more standardized in oh, some uh, way you hear that that british accent okay got it got it <laughs> but so this word is uh, updated into the English dictionary and also I mean there's a few others here mm-hmm. in China there was yeah. an expression that was updated there as well right <laughs> yeah because I know here in China we say "jiao," uh, right this mm. is something that you say a lot when you want to tell someone to cheer up or keep going forward even though you're you're dying inside you just you know keep pushing <laughs> forward and well, someone here definitely have learned his Chinese yes absolutely that's exactly what "jiao" <laughs> means in um, all different kind of yeah, contexts but in here. English Okay, the translation sounds a little ridiculous because it literally means add oil, which is strange because that's not what we say to someone when we want them to have more energy, unless they're a car. Yeah. Okay, so the but when you put the two characters together as a word, "jiao," that works. But once you separate it, the meaning will kind of change a little uh, as well. But somehow that's just hilarious yeah, yeah, to put things together like that. Doesn't make sense in English, but it's there in the Oxford Dictionary, along with bootylicious. Yeah. We're going to move on to fact number four. According to Fact Site again, this artist was one of many entertainers who received an incredulous amount of money to perform for the family of former Libyan ruler Muammar Gaddafi. Wow. Yeah. Although accepting the money and performing for the ruler's family, she later donated all of it to those affected by the Haitian earthquake in 2010. So she's also a huge philanthropist. As I'm learning more and more about this artist, she's uh, donated a lot of her earnings to certain things, to a lot of causes. Uh, There was a movie that she did. I think it was called Cadillac Records. And she pretty much took the salary from that film and donated it to a drug clinic or facility in uh, somewhere in, in one of the cities in the States and to help with trying to curb uh, drug addiction. This is unfortunately a, uh, a big problem with in certain parts, especially amongst uh, women. Mm-hmm, it, impedes, mm-hmm. it impedes their, uh, obviously, their progress and their development. So she donated some money for that. Yeah. And I thought that that's interesting. I've never heard of a an actor or an actress 
taking their entire and I'm sure it's happened. I'm not I don't think this artist is the first one to do that. But me personally, I've just never heard of anyone taking their, their whole performance. Salaries. Yeah, uh-huh. for a, a performance in a film, which is I'm sure is a lot of work. Yeah. And then donating it to a, a higher cause. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a lot of money to be given away. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean on the one hand, of course, she is just um being like a very generous person. Right. And then on the other, we see a lot of stars doing that. Mm. I mean, these days, you know, it's good for public publicity, publicity for building this good persona of um, for his or her reputation. But yeah, still a huge amount of money to be given away. Well, yeah. And of course, I'm sure there's more where that came from. Right? Yeah. I mean, if, if uh, <laughs> a lot of times these are people who are quite distinguished in their career and they can afford to do that. Right. Yeah, that's what, what I was going to say, but thanks for saying it. Yeah, they, they can't afford to do it, that. Huh? Yeah, they can. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's yeah. very important, too. But still, I mean, you can still choose where you put your money. Of and, course. Um, yeah. And, of course, this artist donates her money to certain causes that are pretty mm-hmm. awesome. She's donated millions of dollars to COVID-19 relief, you know, to help people with evictions during that time frame. Yeah, definitely a philanthropist, to say the least. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on a little bit more about this fact, this artist is actually quite shy. I think I remember reading something from Capital FM where she's saying that she's really shy in public, especially when she was growing up. Really? Right. So, so how, how does she look when she dances? Well, she looks amazing when she dances, but... Hmm. <laughs> On stage, there is a bit of stage fright. And so this oh, okay. she's created a, I guess, an alter ego or a different persona when she's on stage to bring out her aggression, her, you know, provocative stage persona, sexiness, and to separate that from who she really is. Because I guess in real life, she's not any of that at all. But she becomes quote, Sasha Fierce on the stage. And this is her alter ego's actual name. She named her split personality, I guess mm, you can call okay. it. So that sounds very familiar to me. I don't I mean I don't name <laughs> oh, really that means you got one too or um uh, yeah sometimes more than one but I don't name them. Okay. It's oh, wow. just the splits of uh, me. Okay. Or maybe yeah just imagine that this is just another version of myself or this is like an absolutely another person saying or doing things for me like for example singing in front of a lot of people or oh, wow okay yeah. so you know exactly this is right up your alley then okay got right. it i don't have any like split selves so like yeah congrats <laughs> well i know that's pretty cool that's pretty cool all right this artist also performed at the 2013 super bowl which prompted 268,000 tweets per minute and i guess that currently holds the position for the the second most tweeted about moment in history i'm wow. not sure what number one is but i guess when this artist performed so many tweets were going on at the same time which is incredible that number sounds like just they were bombarding that app yeah yeah all right i'm going to my last fact fact number five and this artist became the first black woman to headline coachella Hmm. i know coachella is a very famous fashion brand right and i could be wrong about that because it does sound a lot like that brand coach that sells a bunch of expensive purses is it a fashion brand? I have no idea. I thought it's like a music festival or something like that. Like okay. You invite 
like very famous and popular musicians or bands from all across the world uh-huh. and come to this um, stadium, like a huge one, very professional all right. with all the lightings and sound effects and you, you know people dance there. I, I think I remember watching you know the Korean girls band Blackpink. Uh, I've heard of this band, yeah. Yeah, so I remember watching a clip of them per- performing in yeah, wow, okay. a big event. Well, I am talking to the right person because you know a lot more about Coachella than I do. Hopefully I just... I'm getting it right. If I'm not, just, yeah. <laughs> Forgive <laughs> no, me for no, that. No. The performance required eight months of intense rehearsal and was commemorated in the Netflix film, yeah, sounds quote, like Homecoming, another big hint for listeners out there this artist has also been featured in other films including one of my personal favorites austin powers gold member that's one film and another dream girls okay never big big what you no. never heard it? okay wow okay and wait, wait a second is that <laughs> is that in wait i've heard dream girls yeah. by a musical but not as a movie it's a movie well it was made into a movie and uh, there's a lot of singing in it yeah but it's also a film as well i watched the musical yep. okay Back in, when, right. when i was in london but wow. yeah okay you need to check out the movie also black is king which was a reinvention of Disney's Lion King and the Pink Panther. This Never is heard another... of that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's, it's missable. Mm-hmm. And also, she performed at both of President Barack Obama's inauguration events. She sang a song from uh, Etta James, and this is was a, is a very famous uh, American classic called "At Last," and it was at the uh, 2009 inaugural ball. And I guess reportedly it brought the audience to tears. So, and I, I don't doubt it. This artist's singing is is amazing, and it's just um, when you hear it, it, she doesn't only have the good looks, but she can actually sing very well. And I think when you have that combination, it's just electric. It's really difficult to take your eyes and ears off of this individual. So. I absolutely agree with you on that because right now I think I might already know like, <laughs> who she is. And I, yeah, definitely agree with that beautiful voice and and the look that she's got. In. Absolutely. This artist later recalled that performance in a uh, 2011 interview with Harper's Bazaar as of course. one of the biggest moments of her life. And I wouldn't doubt that. And that brings me to the end of my facts. Of course, there are so many. We don't have enough time on this recording to go over all the no. things about this artist. But I'm going to just go ahead and stop there. Okay. And um, if you had to guess who this individual is, who would you say? I think the one fact that you know kind of tipped me, tipped me off on uh, who she is is where you mentioned that she performed for Obama. Okay. And, yeah, and with all the previous information kind of filling in after I have that picture, I'm going to guess this is none other than Beyonce. Mm, all right. Well, let's go to the judges on that. Well, congratulations, Yushan. This is your first episode, and you get it right. Yay. Unbelievable. I don't know how I feel about that, actually. So, Beyonce mm-hmm. was the first solo artist to have six consecutive albums hit and debut at number one on the Billboard 200 charts. She's been credited with revolutionizing the music industry after she released her self-titled studio album, Beyonce, 
on digital platforms without any prior warning. And as a result, that same album broke the record for fastest selling album on iTunes. She's the most nominated and awarded woman in Grammys history. And she is also notably married to a very famous rapper named Jay-Z. Jay-Z, yeah. Yes. I love like how they integrated their love story in a lot of MVs and yeah. some advertisements as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really cool, like a, a huge, huge couple in the world of music, but mm-hmm. a dynamic singer. And I got a couple of tracks that I would like to share from Beyonce. First up, I got If I Was a Boy, followed by Be With You. Check it out. If I were a boy Even just for a day I'd roll out of bed in the morning And throw on what I wanted and go Drink beer with the guys And chase after girls I kick it with who I wanted And I never get confronted for it Cause they stick up for me If I were a boy I think I could understand How it feels to
That was Be With You by Beyonce. Absolutely love Queen Bay, her music, her style, her dancing. And yeah, she she looks pretty good too. Yeah, I think she's got this voice that's so distinguishable. You know, every time her music is played, even though I don't know the music, I could just tell that it's her. Yeah, yeah. So... Yushan, who you got for us today? Well, like I mentioned earlier, this guy that I'm going to talk about, his music is rather, you can you can call it a little loud to me sometimes. So it's loud, okay. Yep, and 
the choruses to his songs are rather repetitive sometimes, and I would say that that's kind of like those music made for teens or kids in some way.、Yikes. I hope the fans wouldn't take it kids as kids music. Okay, interesting.、Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't sound very intriguing yet. I don't know. Not exactly, but yeah, he will design this、um, little doodling pictures for most of his album covers. That's、okay. one factor too. But yeah, he still got these some、um, punk and rock style to his music. So yeah. Wait a minute. You said kids can listen to the music. <laughs> But it's punk rock. That just sounds like a huge contradiction. Well, it can be a contradiction. I mean, he is that kind of person that, by looking at his appearance,、uh, he, he's got this childish personality inside the man that he is, and that kind of reveals from his music as well. I'll say. Okay. So let's not waste any more time. Let's just move on to fact number one, and this、right. is and this is according to Baidu. So this musician was born in Chongwen District in Beijing in nineteen. 1983. He's a Beijinger, okay. Yes,、It's、right up your alley, right? You're a fellow Beijinger as well. Exactly. That's why I kind of mentioned the district's name because that's very interesting to me because I was born in Shenwu District, and to me that just explains why the tones in which we speak are so alike in so many ways. So he speaks your language. Yeah, you can put it that way.、Hmm. And also, according to my source, it was said that he could remember all the lyrics of a song after hearing. It played on the TV, maybe just once,、hmm. at the age of three. And I doubt how truthful that is. Yeah, because, yeah, me you know, too. Especially three years three old. Three years old, remembering all the lyrics. Like he, he could probably barely speak fluently back then. But yeah, a lot of stars have these kind of weird stories、yeah. when they're kids. You know, they do all these amazing things. Sometimes it's sometimes it's accurate, but、mm-hmm. sometimes it's、uh, there's a little bit of fabrication there. But it's okay. Yeah, that's one way of getting people to notice you. As well, and apparently that's how his parents discovered his vocal abilities and his love for singing when he was very young. Apparently, and、mm. and then they decided to support his music interests despite their financial struggles. So back in those days, I think it was the 1990s, perhaps.、Okay. So yeah, his family wasn't that wealthy, and、right. and basically his parents did whatever they could to make a living, and yeah, they paid a huge amount to support. His music training. Awesome. So at the age of ten, he had already won prizes in local singing competitions all over China. I'll say. Okay. All right. Now let's move on to fact number two, and this is according to Wikipedia. So in February 1998, this musician and his friends performed in a pub where they got to know a artist agent who later on put the four boys together and formed a rock band. And unfortunately, I can't give you the Name of the band right away because that would just tip everyone off. Okay. Especially you know those that are familiar with Chinese pop industry. So he got to start in a bar.、Mm, yeah, pretty、okay. much. And they started that band when he was only 15 or 16 years old, I think. And so in the band he was the lead singer, obviously, and also he played the guitar and he also、cool. did a lot of the songwriting for the band as well, which、okay. is kind of cool too. Yeah, yeah. And also I think. Quoting from some sources that I found, this band was referred as China's first famous adolescent band. Okay. Yeah, because well, basically all of them were just fifteen, sixteen-ish. 
Okay. So that's cool, probably cool. He's why. He's kind of a pioneer in that area. All right. Yeah, and I think their music was kind of successful as well because it just instantly gained a lot of popularity after their first few tracks. And after they got famous, he, this musician, he kind of changed his name to the way we now see. Like nowadays, we usually address him by his stage name rather than his original name. And, and you can't give us the stage name right now, right? Of course not. But okay. I can, you know, tip. Some of you off by explaining that. Sure, you want to do that here? Yeah, maybe just um, explain a little on how his stage name is formed. Well, he did it by adding the Chinese character, which means big,、mm-hmm. before his original name. Okay. So I think that's kind of popular among many Western artists as well, using a little adjective in front of your actual name as a way of differentiating. Like, for example. Big Sean, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess you could say that. Do you know like why exactly they chose Big and Lil in front of their names? Where well, there's Lil no exact. Lil Wayne is quite short, so I mean it makes sense why he would be Lil Wayne because physically he's、okay. very short. <laughs> okay, that's <laughs>、so. probably why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, let's now move on to fact number three, and this is according to kprofiles.com. Obviously, the Koreans are into him as well. <laughs> I guess so. They're into him so much that they're including him on their Korean pop singers' profiles. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Then in 2009, the musician went solo after the group disbanded. So they broke up. Okay. <laughs> All right. And in two, 2016, he became co-host for a number of variety shows, including one that's very well known called Day Day Up or Tian Tian Xiang Xiang. Okay. As known by many fans out there. Sounds like you just gave a dead giveaway to our Chinese listeners out there. So yeah, he that's where he began to develop his TV personality, and that's important because in those variety shows, he kind of demonstrated his skills where he flipped and. Manipulated words in a crazy way that's so hilarious to us. The point is that he just does all of it so effortlessly. Sounds like he's a stand-up comedian, a man play, of many talents. Yeah,、right. play with words, and so yeah, that's pretty much all for fact number three. And I think by now all of the hardcore fans would already know who he is. Okay. But obviously, but TJ this guy here over here is... has no idea. So yeah, now let's just move to fact number. Number four, and this is again according to Baidu. So、uh, he has actually been keeping a relatively low profile for his personal life and his marriage.、Okay. So, and also as far as I've searched for, he's got no love affairs that's known to the public, which is kind of weird. I'll say. I mean, for these musicians that、yeah. have this, you know, rock punk and you know very, I'll say, outgoing style or personality, they're usually you know playing around a little. Sure. As sure. They would be all over the place in terms of dating.、Right? Yeah, maybe, maybe that's how I would picture him when I first started the research. But obviously, he is not. So, or maybe they just haven't found anything yet. You know, some people are really low key and they're really good at it. So, I mean, after gotten out ten years, still as clean on the internet as he is now, I'll just say, I'll just call it, I'll just say he is a pretty decent person. Does not that hasn't been messing around? <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> all right. So in 2016, he was seen to have stayed all night with his agent in the same room. Well, so yeah, that's with his agent, and that's the only thing.、Okay. And then that <laughs> was. <laughs> They put that in a report that he was in the room <laughs> with his agent all night. Yeah, and that's according to Baidu. Surprisingly. That was when rumors started to fly that the two of them have secretly engaged or even married for for two years, maybe. But that part of his life never went public until like a few years later. That's when he openly discussed about his marriage with his agent in you know probably one of those variety shows that he hosts. Wow, I've never heard of anyone marrying their agent, so I guess that's a first. Oh wow! Yeah. I thought I don't know, like like maybe what Western musicians they've done it all. There's a lot of truth in that statement, but just me personally, I've never heard of the situation actually going down. And I think by that fact, a lot of people that have any clue about this guy would definitely know who he is. Okay. For fact number five, I only have a few things to add. So if TJ, you can't get him by now, you probably wouldn't be able to get him in the nope. end. Nope. <laughs> right. So fact number five, and this is according to both Kprofile.com and Baidu. So he previously joined a kind of famous variety show named Well, don't laugh too hard here. It's called Your Face Sounds Familiar. Your face sounds familiar. Or yeah. Your face. This shouldn't it be. Your face looks familiar. Why, why does it sound familiar? I don't know. It's like the official translation, English translation of that name、oh, in、boy. Chinese.、Okay. Well, in Chinese, it's, it's, it's called 百变大咖秀 So yeah, fans out there. Okay. Sounds like a big clue. Okay. Yeah, that's a big clue. Because I think a lot of people love him because of his、um, mimicking of other singers. Okay. So this show, it says on that show, your face sounds familiar. So he's he's mimicking. And dressing up as other famous、yes. Chinese stars, yes, and also doing their their songs. And so he's doing impressions of them. Is it kind of like mocking them, like, or is it? I like... mean, <laughs> they definitely didn't put him here to mock other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, he would just dress up like they do and wear makeup like they do, male、makeup、and female. And, wow.、Yes. Okay, so he's cross-dressing on the stage. <laughs> a little. Well, that sounds weird, but yeah, a little.、Yeah. He did, you know, dressed up like a few times in in dresses or、oh, well, as goodness, as a、wow. lady's figure in order to, you know, be that singer that he was. Trying to mimic,、mm-hmm. so yeah, that's why your face sounds familiar instead of look familiar. Got it. Okay, yeah, I would say that's very memorable. I think after you see that, you'll never forget who this guy is. No, and now there are like a lot of emoticons from that show for this guy that people use on social media. It's inspired、well. from that show. Yep, okay, yeah. Okay. Interesting. And a few years later, in I think in 2017 or earlier, when the、um, Despicable Me third. Like the Despicable third, Me. Yeah, that's the cartoon, right? When the third cartoon of that series came out, he actually voiced for the villain role in the Chinese translated version. Okay, so he's a voice artist as well. That was kind of like the debut of for being like a voiceover artist. I'll、okay. say. Wow, that's yeah, kind that's of a nice cool debut.、Too. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. And one other interesting fact: ever since he went solo, his interest in music kind of shifted from punk and pop to I, I don't know if you have heard of it. It's called EDM. I, I'm not aware of what that is. Is、um, also known as electronic dancing music. Oh, okay. Like maybe like house. Okay, got it. Got <laughs> it. House.、Okay. House music.、Okay. That's how you guys say it back in the U.S. No, no, no. I'm sure that it, there's. I'm sure people know of. 
EDM, but I'm just I'm not aware of it because I don't listen to it. You know. Yeah, a lot of his songs are kind of like in that style, and it just appeals to, to a lot of people. All right, all right. So it's really popular.、Mm-hmm. Um, wow. And you said this is this is at the end of your fact list, huh? Yes. Yikes. Okay. Well, well, since I was part of a music program in the past, I do have a few Chinese artists lodged in my brain. Okay, that's so, pretty cool.、Um, if you can, maybe I don't know, maybe hum a tune or something. I mean, that might help a little bit because I'm com- I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I got a guy that I can guess that I just throw out there because I know his name and we haven't we haven't used him on the show yet. So I'm hoping maybe you could you know help me with some kind of tune or something. I don't know. Okay, I'll just try to sing. Na la, wada ge wo song hui lai. Chi la, wada ge wo tu chu lai. Shan shan, hong xin li mian de ji zai. Bian cheng zi ke dui bai. Something like that. Okay, well, <laughs> that didn't help、really? me out at all. <laughs> that's what I thought. But yeah, that's all that I've got. And this song that I just sang, I, I'm pretty sure now everyone knows. I mean, everyone in China would know who he is. So、wow. TJ, just okay. Well, I'm glad. Give us, give us a name. I'm glad there's a lot of people out there who know who it is. But for me, I'm gonna guess. A guy that's I I normally guess when I don't know who it is. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I'm gonna go with J J Lin. Who is that? <laughs> who is that? Oh man! Oh no! Okay, well that answers the question on. Let Let's just hear what the judges have to say. No, it's not. What was his name again? <laughs> Forget it. It's not who he is. So, who's this guy that we're talking about today? All right. So, this guy that I've been talking about is called Da Zhang Wei. So,、okay. I, I guess you can guess his original name is Zhang Wei. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. It, he added Da himself.、He、made himself a big man. Okay. Yep. He is a Chinese singer and songwriter, and also like a very well-known musician. And he is best known for playing like a huge part of their band named The Flowers or Hua Er Yue Dui. And the song I just sang, try, try to cover, is also one of their most famous songs back in early 2000s called Xi Shua Shua. Okay, what does that mean? It doesn't really have a meaning. It's just、oh. like a happy, <laughs> joyful expression. Yeah. Okay, doesn't have a meaning. All right. Well, I hope for the Chinese listeners out there, they can understand the meaning of this song.、Right? Yeah, it's just a phrase to express a joy or a happiness. Because the、um, character C kind of reflects to that a little joy and happiness.、Huh. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't sound very punk to me. I'm really interested in what his music actually sounds like. So,、yeah. what tracks do you have for us today? So today I got. Two of my personal favorites of Da Zhangwei that I'd like to share.、Okay. The first one is called My Style or Far, as spoken in Chinese. Okay, in English it sounds like something's far away, but okay. It's just a very iconic feature of the Beijing dialect that we have here. Okay. Yeah, and then the next one that I've got is called The Most Beautiful Prayers or 世上最美好的祈祷 which is from one of the best-selling movies in China called Hi Mom or 你好李焕英 Oh, I think I've heard of this movie. Yeah,、okay. right. Cool. But before we get to that, I suppose this is where we call it for this episode, right? That's right. Those of you listening in, thank you for joining us for another episode of Pop Muse, and be sure to join us next time for another interesting trivia. I'm TJ Reed, and I'm Yushan. Take it easy, folks. We will see you next time. 回见 
愿你的眼角带着笑，带在我最美好的祈祷。愿你的亲热永年少，永在我最美好的祈祷。愿你的月色不染眉梢，愿你的，愿你的锋芒不灭闪耀。愿你的。祈祷，愿你的岁暮不催风毛，愿你的。嗯嗯嗯